and welcome to the second take of this interview because I just started looping Apple, Apple, Apple again, like at the end of the last episode. Uh, I'm going to skip all the introductions and whatnot. My guest today is one of my good friends, Roman. We went to high school together. Um, I think last time we were actually hung out like in person was your graduation party, I think a year or two years ago. Yeah, I think so. Like something like that. It's been However a minute. long ago that you graduated. <laughs> <laughs> so how have you been, dude? Been good, man. I've been busy. You know, I, I have done just a lot of stuff. You know, just Berkeley has slowly destroyed my soul. But, you know, it's been a great experience. You know, I hear good. like a lot of people that go to Berkeley, they can't like it starts killing their passion for music. So they don't stick with it. They end up dropping out. Yeah. You definitely like, you start to feel it. Cause like even this semester, like this is only my second semester here and I'm just like, I'm dead. You know what I mean? It's like, I need a yeah. break, but you know, it's, it's going, it's going well though. So what's your major over there? Is it uh composition or is it performing? Um, so what I'm doing is called professional music. So essentially what it is, is it's like a major, but you get to pick how you do the major. So, and you get concentrations, which are basically like sub majors. So I'm doing, um, music business, uh, music production and engineering, jazz composition and performance. Just oh, to like, look at you. you're going to be hopping onto this mixing, uh, train pretty soon, my friend. Yeah, a little bit. I'm starting, um, uh, most of the production stuff this semester, um, you know, I just, I want to have a good, like, background of everything, you know, like, be involved in business part, you know, definitely perform, because, you know, performing is really what I want to do, but, um, you know, just know, know a little bit of everything, so I don't walk into things blind, you know what I mean? Yeah, I completely feel you, man, yeah. Just don't get caught up in that cycle where it's like you're a jack of all trades, but a master of none. Yeah. I mean, you're well on your way to being a master of your trumpet. I mean, I've heard you back when you were... 16 all the way to 18 so i i know you've only improved since then yeah you know it's, it's it's been a journey it's been a very fun journey you know um so what groups are you playing in i know i always forget the name of your jazz project that you're doing it's roman gonzalez octet or so it's like this really long yeah, name. yeah it's long man we ended up changing the name because we were just kind of like the the name was always supposed to be a placeholder for when we actually got a good name, and then we were like, yeah, let's start releasing music, you know what I mean? And then yeah. So now Roman G and the Odyssey is the um, official title of my. Oh, dude, that sounds so much better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really. we we sat there for months just like trying to come up with crap, and we were just like, man, what's not gonna suck? You know, it's gonna be cool, and that that was what we came to. So been doing that. Um, I've been working on um, Bad Good. Um, they're a new up-and-coming band um, from here that they do a lot of hip-hop and stuff like that. Killing, killing, killing musicians. Um, uh, a lot of other bands. Uh, Low Keys is another band that I'm doing. Um, a couple other projects that uh, we haven't really gotten rolling yet, but they're they're on the way to be being something soon. But yeah, just busy, perpetually busy. A lot of recording sessions, stuff like that. So you know. Dang, man. Who knows? Uh, hopefully, if working with all these people and going into all these studios, maybe the producer one day is going to like, hey, there's this really cool trumpet part. I don't want to use MIDI. Can you come in? Uh, the band's willing to pay. So Actually, hopefully it can open doors like that. I got a first one like that. Um, I think it was, it was last week sometime, and I think this girl knew someone that was like, 
Jennifer Lopez's manager or the guy who wanted the track done was uh, working with Jennifer Lopez's manager or something like that and just wanted a trumpet track and you know just it was like one note but it was like yeah here pay you for it and I was like okay cool like dude that's cool I, yeah it was it was pretty cool it was nice it was decent so who knows whenever JLo releases music we might hear you play what what was it an F and F sharp <laughs> yeah literally it was an F sharp <laughs> <laughs> Oh god. That was a great guess. Yeah. <laughs> so, how's Berkeley like? Um, I mean, I've heard a lot of good things turn into horror stories. So, I mean, how's your experience? Um, my experience has been really good, you know, it's just, you know, compared to comparatively to where I've been before and stuff like that. You know, there's really no place like Berkeley to be completely honest. I mean, you know, there's not a lot of places where you can, you know, sit down you know, say your piece with an idea and have a bunch of people say like, hey, that's a good idea or hey, that's, you know, not the greatest idea, but here's how you can improve it. You know what I mean? There's, there's a lot more of constructive criticism here and more open-mindedness as far as musicality is concerned than any, any other places that I've heard of or, you know, that I've been to. So in that aspect, it's been really, really great. You know, it is a lot of work and really one of the biggest things is, you know, Berkeley's more of a tool to get you to where you want to be career-wise, you know, and if you don't take the opportunities presented to you, then it's not really going to work for you, which tends to happen to some, some people that, you know, end up leaving or something like that. It's, you know, it's not where, you know, you're going to come here and you're going to be famous, like, right off the bat. Like, it, it takes yeah, work. Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. it's like anywhere else. You're going to have to grind no matter what. Oh, yeah, yeah. So... And you know, it's, it's been a it's been a great experience. Like I said, so far, you know, we haven't really, um, you know, nothing really happens where I've been like, ah, oh, you know, I'm dying right now. It's just, you know, it's exhausting, but it, it's worth it. You know. Uh, when did you actually switch over to Berkeley? Because, I mean, I know we like we kind of just got busy in our own lives, and we just kind of lost contact as people do. Uh, yeah. So I, I thought you were still down at NMSU. I was. Um, I was there up until last spring. So you so. and your sister both left around the same time? <laughs> yeah, we, we left. Uh, no, I left the semester before she did, so she left the oh, semester. Okay. But yeah, yeah, and you left yeah. her all alone? How could you? I know, man. It was it was a rough, rough thing. I mean, I... Um, it, it was it was definitely time for me to make that change, though. Things just weren't really working out there. There was a lot of... Um, just creativity was not necessarily on the forefront of thinking, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, it just wasn't working. I know some people down there, so I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know their mindset down in the, in that town. Yeah. yeah. You feel, you feel me. But I'm really happy that, uh, like I said, I didn't even know you were at Berkeley until I think the, the beginning of the semester when I ran into your sister. Cause like, I didn't know you were here at UNM. Um, <laughs> And she's like, yeah, he's over in Berkeley killing it. I was like, that is really, really cool. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm just, I, I'm happy for you, dude. I really, really am. Thank you, man. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. You know, the, it was stressful, but you know, it, it's great. It's great. It's all good. So this is kind of a many a first for my podcast here. Um, you're the first person on here who, well, I mean, I guess technically you're the second because way back when when I did uh, On Your Doorstep, there 
bass player or guitarist whatever john was uh mm -hmm. he went to school i think he did go to berkeley for uh audio engineering but i mean oh, uh as a sole episode you're the first person that has is going to the school for it um it's a first because you're not playing pop punk easy core gent metalcore like anything like heavy you're not doing it you're yeah. actually a jazz musician yeah so yeah. um one question i always like to ask i mean i already know but what got you started in music man um i mean coming up as a little as a little roman to the big roman that you are now uh how did you get into music and how did you progress your musicianship to where you are now well you know it's kind of funny because i realistically i wasn't actually to begin with i wasn't going to be a trumpet player i was going to be a clarinet player and so um what ended up happening was my uh sixth grade band director because we actually ended up transferring schools um halfway through my sixth grade year so when we got there my mom was in band she played the flute we had an extra clarinet around i used to listen to Artie shaw and i was like yo this is cool like i want to be clarinet too so went in or whatever and he was like yeah so what do you want to play and i was kind of like yeah i want to play clarinet and my sister i think she wanted to play saxophone i think and so um we he he didn't have any um trumpet players in the band because the band was like 20 people total and so he was like yeah like we need trumpets so that would be great if you could do that. And we had, we happened to have trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> so literally we were just like, okay, I guess we're trumpet players now, you know? So I was first chair, she was check, uh, second chair. And just um, to begin with, it was kind of a hobby. You know, it was, I was just kind of more like, yeah, like I play in band, like maybe I'll continue to play when I'm older. But you know, at that time I wanted to be a lawyer. So I was just like, yeah, you know, Dude, I'm saying, yeah. Like, I, when I was little, I always kind of dreamt. I was like, you know what? I'm good at arguing. I can be a lawyer. <laughs> right. Yeah, that was, like, basically my whole thing. I was just like, yeah, this is fine. Like, you know, because, I mean, there there was a couple different things. At that time, I was like, law um, and genetics were two of the big ones. And I was Ooh. just like, yeah, like, you know, one of those two. I'll just play occasionally on the side. You know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But uh, after I started getting into things, you know, like, um, my seventh grade year, you could audition for honor band. So I, I did that. And then, uh, I got second chair there. I got, um, you know, first chair of the year after that. And it just kind of kept going from there. And so, you know, the, the biggest thing was, I was just kind of like, I wanted to be the best, you know, period. And then when all state came up, like when that whole thing started happening, I was like, Oh, Hey, now I can see how you know, much like, you know, I stack up to the state and all this kind of stuff. And then, um, you know, just, kept going from there. I was like, all right, the state's all good. You know, how do I stack up with the country? Then ended up being fourth, you know? And so it was kind of like, it was just, it was just a nice little, like, you know, how many things can I do? How much better can I get as the, as the years go on? And, and, you know, I, I'm, I'm still not at the place I want to be, but I'm, I'm at a, yeah, at a different place. You know, it's, it's, you know, there's no real, I guess there's no real end game necessarily other than to, you know, just try and be better than you were yesterday kind of thing. But like, you know, that was, that was basically it, you know, it was just a lot of moving up and moving up and, you know, climbing the ladder. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I completely feel you, dude. I think that's one reason I, you and me actually like, or for me to get along with you, um, you didn't like have an ego about like all of your accomplishments at all either like you've always been a really modest guy about it 
and like, i think i that's one thing like i really appreciate about, about anyone it's like yeah you can be i don't know um you can be Katy perry i'll just use her as an example but yeah. if you're not modest about what you have then i'm not yeah. gonna get along with you so i appreciated that in you Oh, thank you. Yeah. You know, that was the thing because I used to meet, you know, back in the day, I used to kind of have, you know, a little bit of an ego. And then I forget when it was. It was sometime during high school. And I was like, actually, I think it was before I switched um, to Los Lunas High School, yeah. actually. Yeah. The time before that, I met this dude who had such an ego on him. It was like through the Luke. roof. And I, yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, man, I can't deal with this. I was like, are you kidding me? It's like, it was like, you're not even that good, but, you know, it was like, all right, whatever, you know, like, do you. But I, I know for me personally, I was like, I don't want to be that guy. Like, yeah, that, that sucks. Like, you, should, you know, you should never have to feel like you need to put someone down to inflate yourself. You know what I mean? Like, that's not, no. Nah. No, nah, dude, I completely get you. And I, I think that's one thing that's really uh, tough. I, I guess, like, tough nowadays, uh, especially in music. It's like, it's so hard to make it and every little step seems like this huge accomplishment and i mean in the scene of music where i'm really from mm. um it's like a lot of bands have egos and it kind of sucks because it's like i don't i know a lot of my friends uh, like we just won't listen to a band if they have an ego just because it's like no don't do that you're still at the local level you haven't even hit regional level yet so don't yeah. pretend like you're all that for you know selling 10 tickets Right, yeah. You know, it's funny you say that because I mean, um, I don't know, plug in another one of my friends' bands, but uh, the Hannahs, uh, they're a pop punk group in Jersey. And I mean, they make some killer music. Some of the most humble guys I've ever met. You know, they're just, Ew. I played with them actually at a show um, about a month ago, I think. But, you know, they're just great guys, great musicians. You know, their music is awesome. Like, you oh, know. dude, I didn't even snap. You're at Berkeley. Dude, you're at Berkeley, so you're next to one of my, uh, unfortunately, he couldn't be on. My host, Jerry, he lives in uh, New York, New Jersey area. Oh, uh, no. Dude, you and him would get along so well. Like, he's like me, but your color. <laughs> <laughs> he's the mix of you and me. It is perfect. Oh, dude, that's so funny. You that would love so him. Funny. Oh, God, I wish he could be on. Jerry, what are you doing, my boy? <laughs> Oh, man, it's too funny. Yeah, so I'm going to have to definitely get you guys in contact, though, because you would absolutely love the guy. Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, let me know. Um, So I know how close-knit your family is. Um, mm. Do you find it hard uh, being so far away? I mean, your mom and sister, uh, they're still here in New Mexico, while mm. you're pretty much literally halfway across the country. Yeah, you know, it, I'm not going to lie, the first semester, I, like, at the beginning of it and towards the end of it, I was, I had a really hard time with it just because at the beginning of it, I was kind of like, oh, man. I mean, I've gone to college before, but now I'm like, you know, it's not an hour drive and I can just go and, you know, see my mom or whatever, but it's like an eight-hour plane ride back home, you know, so it was kind of like, it, it was kind of not hard to adjust, but it was hard to, like, you know, just realize that fact and be okay with it and after things got rolling honestly it was like i was too busy to really pay attention and then towards the end i was like dead you know so it was just like it, everything was kind of coming down i was like oh man i missed like, the good home cooking with all that green chili 
Yeah, literally. Oh, dude, the food. The food. I miss the food, man. Like, dude, I, there is... like, I'm finding it hard to eat the food now. Like, I don't know what's up with, like, the, my insides, but I have to have, like, an acid reducer with everything now. And it makes oh, me man. really sad. Yeah, dude, that's terrible. Like, my mom sent me to green chili, um, like, oh. last week. And I'm just, I was so excited, dude. I was so excited. Were you sitting out there with a George Foreman roasting him? Dude, literally, we made burgers the other night and like, we just plastered it like all over the the burgers. And like, dude, this is good. I was like, you never had chili before, you guys. Like, you don't even know it gets better. You don't like, even know you guys had that canned stuff that you called chili. Literally, they had this like it was so funny last uh, last year for spring break. Um, we decided to go to Woodstock. And everyone was just like, yeah, man, like, let's make some chili. I was like, we don't have chilies. And they're like, no, 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 let's like, just get some of this and then get some meat. And I was like, oh, that's not chili. You know, they're yeah. like, oh. <laughs> So you haven't had like, chili, like. I have family that lives out in California, and, mm. like, they'll make green chili enchiladas. But I'm like, <laughs> they're using, they're, they're getting a can opener and opening up a can to make it their green chili <laughs> out. Yeah, and it's just like. Okay, like, no, <laughs> but... Yeah, right. but, like, what are you doing, my boys? Oh, man, so funny. Oh, man, that's... Dude, I wish I knew, like, I... you should have told me I would have bought you, like, a sack, just been like, here you go, have fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, dude. Like, if I ever first... leave New Mexico, I think that's one thing I'll actually miss, is, like, fresh green chili, like, that smell and that late yeah, summer yeah. of it being roasted. Honestly, you don't until like you're gone because i was like i mean i was happy when i left but like when i got back for summer literally the first thing i did was go get a like a quesadilla and i was just like i need this i need this yep. right now it's so funny dude i mean you're right like i i know i want to leave but i already know i'm gonna miss the food and like the smell yeah yeah which is the other yeah. kind of like sucky thing is like there's you know like like in Los Angeles especially there's like stars everywhere and stuff like there's not a lot of stars yeah. in the city. Oh yeah, sucks. no, you guys have all the lights going off all the time. Everyone's always awake. Yeah, yeah. I see. I think that's one thing. Like when I I'm not gonna say if because I know I'm not gonna stay in New Mexico, but when I leave. I know I'm still going to kind of go to a town that's going to be similar to Los Lunas, where in the aspects I'm like, I'll be close to a big city, but far enough away where I won't hear the hustle bustle. I can go outside and enjoy the night if I want to. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. I mean, for me, I, I definitely like living in the city more. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I just, I love it. I don't know why, like, New York is my thing. Like, after, after Berkeley's all said and done, like, I definitely plan on going to New York afterwards, you know, just spending however long I want to spend there but you know it's it's I just like it I just appreciate it more you know there's there's always something to do you know you're never bored which is nice well I mean I guess that makes sense though because look at the town we're from we have a movie theater yeah literally the, the like, one that's what we have <laughs> oh actually I don't know if you saw um or if you've been back since it's been built we actually have a mini golf course down here now no I didn't even know that yeah, dude, it's like right across from uh, what is it, Lowe's? It's right across uh, from Lowe's. Oh, that's crazy! Yeah, I didn't even know. Like, I had no yeah, idea. Yeah, I haven't been in it. Like, I haven't been there yet, but I saw it. And I was like, "Whoa, when did this pop up?" Great. Oh man, that's funny. Huh? I have to check that out. Like, I'm actually gonna be going back. Um, 
in a couple of weeks. Uh, November 17th, I think. Yeah, Let me know for sure, because I want to get together, man. It's been yeah. such a long time. I'd really like to get together. Yeah, dude, definitely, definitely. Because, yeah, I have to go back and, like, get my new life and stuff like that. But, I mean, you know. Dude, oh, my yeah. God. I can't tell you. So, my 21st birthday, this is going to be a great <laughs> story. Um, oh, so, to everyone who does not know, New Mexico licenses, driver's licenses, were not a form of, like, uh like federal recognized ID. So if New Mexicans went into a federal building, say like the IRS or something like that, our driver's licenses wouldn't be considered a legitimate form of identification. We would have to have a passport. That role changed. I think like at the beginning of the year, yeah, so like- I turned 21. I had to go get my new ID. I took the day off of work. I went to my two classes that day and I spent the entire day at the MVD. I went back five different times and like I took a multiple bank statements and they're like, we can only use one bank statement. And they're like, what about a transcript from your college? I was like, and it is when I had just transferred to UNM. So mm. I literally had nothing on my transcript except for my first and last name. Right. And I was like, I have literally 13 different documents in front of you. Use those. And they would not use them. And so until I showed them my transcript that had no information about me, didn't even show like I was enrolled because I had zero classes on it because I was sure. my first semester there. And it just had my name. They're like, all right, now we can give you that ID. So stupid. Yeah. So stupid. It was the worst experience, like the worst birthday ever. <laughs> yeah, like I didn't, well, when I went to go get mine, it was like, I only had to go back twice. But like, you know, it was, it was just such a hassle. And I was like, and then even at that, when they gave me the new license, it expires in December. So I was just like, "Oh my god, why did you even do that?" Like, why? You know. Uh, Actually, so I feel you because, like, on my twentieth birthday, I had, like right before my twentieth birthday, I had to go back for a new one because like my driver's permit was expired, and mm-hmm. they gave it to me for like less than a year because they're like, "Oh, you're about to turn twenty-one," and uh, like, so yeah. why were, it was so stupid. Yeah, exactly. I'm just like, why not just? It's the same thing. Like, what's it, or at least give us the real one because you know we're gonna turn 21. I'm yeah, like I'm like I'm literally four months away from being 21. Why am I gonna pay like 13 dollars to have a driver's license for three months, four months? Literally, and it's so stupid because it's like if I don't because if I don't go back, then it's like I can't get on an airplane or any form of like transportation to like get home so i'm just kind of like i'd be stuck in massachusetts and it'd be like actually i was surprised so the law had just changed and that was when i was on my trip to florida with my Mm. student government at the time and somehow none of us had the passports but they all let us fly all the way down to florida and back oh man lucky though yeah dude like i was really worried because like i don't have a passport guys and the school already paid like five hundred dollars for me to fly down there. My food, my room, my conference right. ticket. Oh jeez. But I'm not gonna lie, Orlando is pretty lit. Feel that. Feel that. This is, this is my first time flying in an airplane because you know how I'm a, like deathly afraid of heights. Yeah, I I conquered my fear that day, dude. I made sure like I sat at the window and I looked down for like the whole four hour flight to Houston, the other four hour flight to Orlando. (laughs) 
just like <laughs> confronted it like head to head oh man dude i really did this guy who was sitting next to me from houston to orlando and he's like uh son are you okay you've been just staring at down that window i was like oh i have a fear of heights i'm trying to conquer it sir <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm having a personal moment right now. Can you just... Yeah, I'm like, I am becoming a man right now, sir. This is my first, like, my second time on an airplane. Leave me alone. <laughs> oh, man, that's so funny. Dude, it was... Honestly, it was really sketchy. So we flew with Southwest Airline, and it was the day after their systems, like, got hacked and everything like that. Oh, And it was, yeah. like... It was two weeks after that uh, club got shot up in Orlando, and that's where we're going was Orlando. Um... <laughs> And I think three days after the kid got eaten by the crocodile down in Disney. Jeez. Like, everything was telling me not to go. And I was like, right. I'm already paid for. I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's so funny. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad I've had, like, a relatively decent flying experience so far. Like, nothing crazy has happened. Yeah, yeah, nothing crazy has happened. But, um, yeah. What airports have you been in? Uh, let's see. I've been in LaGuardia. I've been in Logan in Boston, and then the Sunport. Yeah, the, I don't, I don't been, count that. I I'm like, I, I do not count that because if you go to any other airport, they're like this huge, massive one, and us, which yeah. is like, here's a Taco Bell inside of it. Dude, the one in Logan is like, oh man, because my sister came to get me when. Um, when I was leaving last semester, and like the Uber driver dropped us. Well, first of all, he forgot where we were going because he was going to take us to South Boston, and he was like, "Yeah, you're going to South Boston." And I was like, "No, no, 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 we're going to the airport." He was like, "Oh, okay." What? And so like, take there. Then he was like, "Yeah, what terminal?" I think Southwest is like Terminal B or something like that. I can't remember because like they have letters on them, and then each letter is like a terminal for, for so many airlines. And yeah. so, like, I don't remember whatever it was, but it's, like, there's a sign, like, clearly on top of um, the overpass. And so, and it tells them, so, yeah, I'm going to one wherever Southwest is. And then uh, he was, like, okay. He dropped us off, like, halfway across the airport from where we actually need to be. And so, what? like, yeah, literally. And then me and my other two friends who were with me had to, look navigate our way across the airport to like try and find her and it was so ridiculous like we were running in between cars and like trying not to get hit by buses it was so ridiculous dude that sucks i swear to god i will never use an uber again no matter what so there was this dude down in uh i rode an uber twice in my life and it was both when i was in orlando um the guy was like literally the worst driver ever he was doing like 30 over the speed limit cutting people off and i was just sitting there in the front seat like holding on for dear life oh man that was that was an experience yeah the ubers are the worst like it's a great idea in theory but the yeah. people you accept to be the drivers that's a kind of a different story there yeah, a little bit, you know. Jeez. But, I mean, it's, it's convenient, though. It is convenient. I'll give it that. I mean, it's safe, especially, too, like, if you're out, you know, drinking your life away. Yeah, you know. Yeah. 
think we're supposed to be talking about music and i'm just like so excited like, to be like hearing your voice in like a good two years that i got like, years, just man. got it's lost just <laughs> Dude, it, like it's just it's crazy like i saw your sister and i honestly like i got so excited because like i saw her and then i thought it was her because i like i saw her from the side and i was yeah. like is that is that her and i had her old number like really old from like high school and so uh-huh. I, I sent her a message like hey are you at unm mm-hmm. and i didn't get a reply and just like by chance she looked mm-hmm. over where to the table i was sitting and we met i was like holy shit, it's you yeah it's so funny. Yeah, because she told me about that. She was just like, I was so excited today. I was like, what? Like, I saw Albert. I was like, oh, oh, that's crazy. Like, yay, you know? Dude, like, honestly, like, you, me, her, like, we were literally, like, the bestest of friends in high school. And Dude, yeah. I don't know. Like, we all just kind of, like, you guys went down to state. I went mm-hmm. to C&M because I got a scholarship there. And, like, yeah. when I was there, it was your senior year in high school. Yeah. And like, we kept in touch a little bit, not as much as I would have liked. Mm-hmm. But I just ended up getting busy with classes. And yeah. then after your graduation party, you guys went to down and got busy, so. Yeah, well, it was literally, like, after we went down to Cruces, it was like we didn't hardly ever come up. I mean, it was like we'd come up yeah. every once in a while, but, you know, we had our place, so it was like we didn't have to come back for summer. We just stayed there you know what i mean so it yeah was kinda... like, i think the only times you guys came up was like for what holidays yeah sometimes like i think um our first christmas actually i think we we might have come up for that one but the second one i think we did it in cruces so it yeah, was like see. you know it was just kind of you know when we were there kind of thing basically or if we needed to be there you know yeah and like and if you guys were here it was like only a weekend and it was yeah. Like, such an awkward weekend. I'm like, I already had plans. Yeah. Well, I mean, and even at that, because I always had, like, marching band or some yeah. sort of thing, you know what I mean? So it was like, you know, maybe I'll come, probably can, but, you know. Honestly, that's one thing I actually do miss about high school was marching band. Like, I don't know. Like, I always think back on it and just like my all the fun i had doing like the whole section later thing the thing like so yeah. my girlfriend she works at the walgreens next to my house and she works with a few people um that let's see if you remember the name megan yo i saw her when did i see her oh man it's been a minute it's not it wasn't really it might have been like a year ago i think or something like that yeah well so my girlfriend works with her and somehow she found out that my girlfriend was my girlfriend and she's like hey your boyfriend was a dick and i was like well <laughs> you right but you didn't know me outside of like my role of leadership there right yeah like like my friends the reason you guys are my friends are because you knew me outside of leadership yeah. but like there i was like well, you write because I wanted us to win awards and sound good. <laughs> like, I'm not yeah. going to let us sound like trash. Dude, I remember um, it was last, not last spring, but this before last spring, I think. Um, I think Columbus actually placed or something like that at pageant. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I was they like, placed this year too, dude. They what? They placed this year too, I think. Did they really? 
Yeah. That's impressive. Like, yeah, because, like, Owen and Ryan and Tyler, like, all the freshmen and, like, everyone that I had in my section for, like, the past three years or whatever just, like, called me that day. And I was like, oh, like, what's going on? And they were like, yeah, we won. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Dude, I had a similar call. Because, like, so, because I was, like, a senior when all of them were freshmen. And so, I think I was, like, two years into college or however long when they won that. Yeah. And I got a call from all of them. I was like, uh, okay, hi. And they were just so excited. Like, we won. I want to thank you because you were so tough. Like, you made us want to be better. Yeah. I was like, well, you couldn't be in a, like, you couldn't have been better when I was there? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I won one award. Yeah. (laughs) Man, it was touching, though. I was just like, this is cool. Like, you know, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad, you know, like, you know, what else can I say? Dude, honestly, no, I completely feel you, because, like, uh, God, what's her? Coco, uh, she, like, messaged me, and she's like, I want to thank you. I ended up getting section leader, and I think it's because of how tough you were on all of us, and I took it to heart, and I bettered myself as a musician, da-da-da-da. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I just, I felt honored. I was like, wow, you took the time out of your life to tell me, like, I had an impact on you? I mean... Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. It was because I made you go run like two miles and right. thirty push-ups because you didn't memorize your part. Yeah, but, like it really, like it felt awesome. Yeah, you know, and that's that's kind of a big thing. Like, at least for me, is like I, you know, if nothing else, and especially as far as music is concerned, like if I can leave a lasting positive legacy, you know, I mean that's good enough for me. You know what I mean? Like just just something something good. I think that's my end game, dude. Like, especially with music. Like, I I know you and me have had this conversation probably in high school when I was mm-hmm. like going through my life at the time. Um, yeah. The band that had like this huge impact on me was the Color Morale. Uh, their album No Hope has just come out, and mm-hmm. I was like, I want to have the impact on people that this album had on me. Yeah. And so. Kind of sucks I only made that impact because I was loud and I screamed at them for not knowing their stuff. But one day, <laughs> my music will reach people's hearts. There you go, yeah. Oh, and my mixes. Oh. And Sound of Hope recordings pay me to mix anything. I'll mix podcasts, uh, music, you just talking, ASMR. Just, just pay me to mix. <laughs> oh, man, that's so funny. Yeah, Dude, no... It sucks trying to get clients. Like I feel like a, a dirty like rental car used car salesman because I'm just like, hey, that's a really good band you have there. Let me go and get my fingers all up in it. Yeah, no, literally, it's like we finally we finally got our first gig as a group um, next March, and it was just like, man, I hustled. I literally called like every venue in Boston before I came back for this semester and it was just like, yeah, like, no, we typically do these kinds of bands or like, oh, like you guys don't have a following yet, so we can't really do anything. I was like, damn it, like somebody and like finally yeah, it's we just got like, someone give me that chance. One thing yeah. I found out though, um I mean so I lost my train of thought for a second. Um <laughs> one thing that I found out that's really helpful is write your own music, record it, mix it, master it yourself, and use it in your portfolio. Because it's like, 
hey, yeah, I don't have this long list of clients, but I have all this work I can show you. And if they like what you're doing on your work, then they're like, holy crap, do that on mine, dude. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. And actually, because um, I mean, with I, I write a lot of original music. Pretty much everything we play is original music. I'm, I'm not a fan of, I come very much from the Miles Davis school of once it's been done, it's done. Like, just let it let it be what it is. Don't try and... Oh, man, you're not you playing know. the chameleon? Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> boo doo no. doo 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 Yeah, honestly. Oh, man. Anyways, yeah, no, it was like... You know, so it was just... I, I had a really big thing with that, so I started composing and writing a lot of my own stuff. So, I mean, we're basically playing all all originals, you know, the few few covers for the actual show, but the... Um, the album and the, or not the album, the uh, EP that we're we're trying to do, all original stuff, um, you know, just a, a lot of good stuff, a lot of a lot of good work, a lot of good musicians, man. Well, I mean, if you need a free test mix, I got you, boy. Yeah, we'll actually start. We're we're trying to get the recordings done pretty soon. We, we want to get it out definitely. Um, Soon, yeah, so for everybody, you know, Sketches EP will be coming at some point. <laughs> Dude, okay, so what's really funny, I thought, um, you know me and my taste in music. It's all either pop music or this really evil kind of like heavy stuff. But yeah. the first mix I ever attempted in my entire life was a jazz song. Really? Yes, there was this dude on YouTube, uh, what's his channel, Wikimedia, and he has these really in-depth uh, videos about like what compression is, um, how you like you should think about panning your mixes, and uh, he ended up putting up these stems for free. Uh, I, I'll have to send it to you, dude. Uh, he ended up putting these stems of some jazz song that he recorded, and that was my first ever mix, and I still think like... It's probably one of my top mixes because, like, wow. I feel like metal is such a hard thing to actually mix and stuff because everything's so distorted. You have all mm. this high gain, and they're all fighting to be heard. So, like, mm. your drums, like, your drums want to be in the front because that's they're driving the whole thing with the kick and the snare. But your mm. guitars need to be heard. You need to have that bass on top of that so, like, people can feel it inside of them. But yeah, right. you still have to put all the vocals on top too. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel that. And interestingly enough, I mean, I, you know, because I, I, I say that I play in the idiom of jazz, but I really don't jazz. I'm not anymore. I've deviated from that. You know, I'm trying to the genre. I'm trying to make. You know, I'm, I'm calling it third degree, and really, it's essentially, it's like extreme version of fusion. But you know, with like a, a lot more things, fusion. So I mean, it's like it's jazz. It's also hip hop. It's also rock. It's also reggae. It's also sky. You know, it's like it's a bunch of different. Primarily, though, leans towards like jazz and rock fusion. But like, think alter bridge kind of rock fusion. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. this on the side, which kind of I feel what you're saying. Like the the fighting to be heard kind of thing. Cause, I mean, it's it's loud you know what I mean? it's not like the yeah, typical like it's, yeah. that like it's supposed to make you want to go and like throw your body into some random sweaty stranger's body yeah literally like and that was the thing too you know it's like you know i feel and especially as a trumpet player you know it's just like i feel like instrumental music has just gotten boring you know what i mean it's like yeah no i completely just, feel you dude 
Yeah, like, I mean, like, you... there's only so many stuff that you can play where it's like, okay, I'm gonna go triple forte. Now I gotta go really piano because yeah. the clarinet or the flute part has to be heard over me. Yeah, exactly. It's like you know, it's like how many ways you know can you continuously play a G half diminished chord? You know what I mean? It's like okay, yeah. you know, and so it's like you know, I, I want to get people into liking instrumental music yeah and like you know listening to like oh hey this is cool or like oh hey this is different like it's not it's not all the same like you don't have to listen to ding 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 ding, ding for like six hours you know what i mean <laughs> oh my god dude all, when you said that all i pictured was hunter trying to play the triangle <laughs> dude do you remember Estrada gave him private lessons on how to play the triangle and he still couldn't do it. That was so funny. That was so good. I was so embarrassed because like I was sexually in his first chair and this kid who made the like top band couldn't play the triangle. (laughs) That was so funny. Oh man. I was laughing but I felt so embarrassed because I was like this reflects on my leadership. Yeah. That's so funny. Oh, man. Oh, high school. You see these white hairs, honey? They're because of you! (laughs) I forgot about that. Dude, I will never forget that because he started off so calm and sweet. And then he started like... Dude, I've never... like. Out of all the music I've ever listened to, I've never heard someone sound so brutal while screaming until that yeah. day. And nothing has ever topped that for me. It's so funny. I don't, I don't even think I was there that day. I think I heard about it like secondhand and I was like, what the hell happened? Like, Dude, it was honestly like I was scared. I'm like, It wasn't even directed at me at all. And like later that day, he's like, hey do you want to like miss fifth period and just like come have hot chocolate and talk? And I was just like, so scared. I was like, are you going to scream at me? Cause like she didn't know her part. <laughs> <laughs> like, is this a test? Like, yeah. I was so- like, are you going to yell at me for being the leader and not showing her how to properly roll a symbol? <laughs> oh man. If anything though, you know, I gotta, I gotta give props to like Mr. E. Cause I was like, he definitely gave me my work ethic. Like Dude, if, if nothing else school like you know that man you know oh god you know he just such a great guy just dude you know, if you're early just, you're on time if you're on time you're late like i will show up to my work shift like i will mm. straight like get out of class and run halfway across campus to get to work even though like i i'm having issues with my job i will still sprint over there to get there 15 minutes early yeah dude honestly i didn't realize how important that was until i actually started like being a professional musician is like yeah literally just lost life and you just you gotta go like you you need to be early for your gig and if you're not you're wrong you know what i mean it's just like dude you're not even just gig like loading too. times are so important like so when i was doing kairos and whatnot our show wouldn't mm-hmm. be until like doors wouldn't open till six or seven so say the doors open at seven we had to be there at four for load-in yeah so I'm like, we were there asked, three hours early. Jeez. Yeah, you know, I, I literally just put a show that was like that. And, like, yeah, show started. Actually, we were second, second in line to go. And show started at, like, 7.30 or something like that. We showed up at 4.00 and just 
you know, set up, sound check, the whole bit, and we're just like, you know, up to that point, I really hadn't had, like, a a real basis for act, what an actual show was like, you know what I mean? Because it's like, it's one thing to do, like, you know, jazz band and wind ensemble, and you show up real quick and, you know, have your dress rehearsal. You just have to tune and warm up for literally 10 minutes, and then you're good. Yeah, literally. It's just like, here, play the concert A like six times, you know, it's like, okay, this is cool, you know, but it's like, it's totally different when you're just like, okay, now we need to do a sound check. Now we need to do, you We know, have to make sure loading. all our levels are right. Yeah, dude, it's a whole different game. Yeah, yeah, dude. Which, I mean, it's cool. I, I actually like this better, to be honest, you know. It's fun. It kind of, like, so the only thing I didn't like about being in a band and stuff was, so... I'm going for mechanical engineering and mm. I have classes every single day and at mm. the point that I'm at it's not easy classes anymore like it's like thermodynamics um past I right this semester I'm doing partial differential equations like I don't even know what that means but yeah, so like, it's not easy classes and I was playing a show once a week every other night type of stuff and I was having to wake up to show up to my opening shift at work on campus and right after that go to my uh, 9 o'clock Calc 2 class at the time. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, that's the only thing I didn't like about it. It was just like, I can't do this and still try and get a mechanical engineering degree. It's just not possible. Right. Yeah, no, definitely. It's like, you know, because I mean, I have classes, I pretty much, I wake up at nine, like every morning, because I either have class or I got to practice. And so it's like, yeah. if I'm not doing one of those two, you know, and it's like, rehearsal, I, I was having, well, no, I still basically have like at least two rehearsals a night. And then usually a recording session once every other week, usually. And so it's like, and they're all like two o'clock in the morning, you know what I mean? So it's just oh, like, dude, that's no sleep ever, you know eat when you can kind of things. It's just like, you know, it's, it's ridiculous. And we actually started shows, like, I mean, it would be different, but, you know, I just, I don't want to die. Yeah, it's just like, you know. Yeah, no, dude, so, I completely feel you. Dude, we should yeah. totally collaborate on a song together. Now that I yeah, just, I like, since you're doing, like, a kind of, like, a rock and roll hybrid thing, like, I've been doing a lot of, I've actually kind of took in a step away from writing heavy music and I started mm -hmm. writing like a lot of indie stuff now. Oh, okay. So I'm like, we should totally collab, like do an online project together or something. Yeah, dude, I'd be down, you know? Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm down to hear anything and try something new, you know? Just, yeah. Just it would something. definitely be fun. Cause like, honestly, so anytime I have to, put like horn midi into a song every single time i always think of you and your sister and mr uh brian like i always think of you three because i'm just like yeah. if they were here they would record it for me like i would just hit yeah. record and they would be in my room doing it but they're all busy yeah like i feel you so know. disgusting because i'm like i know such great inst like musicians and i know you guys can play anything so I, I feel so dirty using MIDI. <laughs> <laughs> it, just, it always sucks to use. Like, because whenever I do my songs, I always write, because I can't really write for drums. So like whenever I write, I write a score out or whatever, and then I'll move it into like um, 
a garage band and just to put a drum track over it and just MIDI horns and it sucks so bad and I'm just like oh my god and I know everything everything sounds bad except the piano and the bass occasionally but like Dude, guitar sounds okay first bass. off download a contact player I mean if you have five hundred dollars to spare go for it yeah. I did that when I had a good job um mm -hmm. but just for now get contact player it's free um mm -hmm. And go and buy Colossal Bass 2. It's a very okay. good bass uh, MIDI thing. Mm -hmm. I use it on every... Well, I shouldn't say everything, but a majority of my projects, I always use Colossal Bass 2. So good. Um, there... I'm trying to think. There's a string VST that I ended up getting that sounded really good. Mm -hmm. But... I mean, even upgrade to Logic, dude. Logic's um, yeah. sound bank for stuff is so much better than Garage Bands. Yeah, well, because like you, my producer um, usually ends up working with with Logic, um, which I mean is fine. I you know it's fine. I've just never used it. Is the thing. So I mean, dude, I, Logic I is just Logic is so user friendly and stuff, and. I mean, if you're working with producers who usually use Logic, which is really would be really nice, is say you had Logic and you had your pre-pro and stuff, instead of having to bounce out the files and stuff and send it to them, you can just transfer over the entire project file to them. Yeah, yeah, and that was the that was the thing because like I need to get Logic because I mean, you know, every pretty much everything here is like Pro Tools oriented, and like I've heard different things, you know, like I've heard. Logic is good for like MIDI stuff, but Pro Tools is good for like audio because you can do more in the mastering half, which makes sense. But I mean, couldn't you just, you know, record in Logic, master in Pro Tools? Like, it just sounds So, cute. I mean, at this point in life, um, I'm in this thing called Nell the Mix. It's a really mm -hmm. awesome program. Um, and people are just always going to debate about DAWs or DAWs. Um, they're all the same at this point. I mean, yeah, there's some minor differences, but all DAWs are essentially going to be the same at this point. Um, but one thing personally that I can see, Cubase is amazing for recording and editing because Cubase has this feature called slip editing and it is okay. amazing. Um, Logic is really user friendly and is amazing for programming MIDI and mixing. Mm -hmm because it's so user-friendly. I mean, it's good right. for mastering, but Pro Tools is really good for mastering. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, Cubase and Pro Tools are so expensive. That's why yeah. I never even looked at those. Yeah. So, Logic, it was only $200. So, I bought yeah. it, and I've learned it from... I learned how to use my DAW from this guy on YouTube called Music Tech Help Guy. Best oh. YouTube channel ever, besides Professor Leonard for any person who needs help with math please look up professor leonard he's taught me from calc one to calc three <laughs> <laughs> i always gotta plug my boy leonard dude literally he's he got me a's on my calc finals every semester i'm so glad i'm just like math I, as long as i can count well i'm good Dude, I get a sick kick out of doing, like, I'll go back and I'll do calculus problems just because, like, I get a sick kick out of doing it. Like, I get my jollies off by, like, doing integrals. Oh, my God, that's so funny. 
It's like, hey, should I mix this song that I wrote? No, nah, I'm going to go integrate Secant to the 15th because I just, oh, I need it. <laughs> well, you know, whatever floats your boat, man. Into that for a while, like as a side thing. Yeah, and like it was fun. And it's like I had these like urges, like I want to go make a pen, and I can't, I can't fit a lathe in this place. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, that even drawing, dude. It's like, should I draw or should I do harmony to homework? Well, if I don't do harmony homework, I'm gonna fail. So I'm just gonna do a homework, and then I'm too tired after. See, I like. I think that's one thing I'm really happy I didn't go to school for music because I'd be like, you're forcing me to do this? That's not what music is about. It's about feeling it and like getting these urges to go and do it. Yeah. Like, see, that I, honestly, I think if I went for music, like I, I talked to Hannah the other day. Um, I saw her on campus and mm -hmm. she's going for like dentistry or like doctors or something like that now because she started going for music. But she's like... Yeah. Dude, going for music, it killed her passion for it. And I can totally understand him. Like, having people, like, forcing you to always do it, I would mm -hmm. hate it in the end. Yeah. I mean, see, the one thing, though, is, like, because even when I was in cruises, like, I didn't do enough music to where I was, like, I hate this because it was just, like, just the program sucked. You know what I mean? It was, like, we weren't doing Especially down there. Huh? Especially down there. Yeah, I mean, just, you know, they weren't current with the times. I mean, you know, one of, one of the things that, like, you know, makes me laugh is, like, the music technology kind of course over there was essentially, like, a crash course in GarageBand as to where, like, yeah, as to where, like, at Berkeley, oh my God. it's a crash course in GarageBand, Logic, Reason, and Pro Tools. You know what I mean? And it's, like, yeah, that's what you need to learn because that's industry standard. And it's, like, you know, like... Garage band, like the worst of the Dawes is like that's you know, and so it was just it was it was easier over there to like keep the passion going because it was just like I'm not really doing anything that I came here to learn, so I can still learn the stuff that I wanted to learn anyways. You know, like, only now am I really hitting the point where I'm just like, damn, this kind of sucks. Like I'm not doing it so much out of I mean, I still am passionate about it. It's just more like. I also don't want to suck because everybody's Yeah, like, because, good, well, know? I feel like that's one thing. So, I don't know if I ever told you, uh, right before I graduated, mm -hmm. I had this really awesome scholarship to end up actually going to Berkeley. I didn't go for it because... Oh, I didn't that. Yeah, like, I had, I think I would have had, like, two years paid for free at Berkeley if I went. That's crazy. But I didn't take it because, I mean, you know my family situation at the time. Yeah. And whatnot. And I'm happy I did it because I've heard so, like, one of the guys who runs the program that I do, Nail the Mix, um, I've heard on his podcast, like, he was just saying, he's like, Berkeley killed him. Like, he didn't even finish it because he dropped out because it's just like, you're surrounded by these snobs. No offense to you, of course. But, like, you're surrounded by, like, around all these people who are, like, judging you because you're just like, oh, you're going to go out tonight instead of practice? Oh, ho, ho. It's like, well, yeah, mm -hmm. I, pra I practice all day. I'm not going to do this all night. Yeah. Well, see, that's what's interesting, though, because, like, I've heard 
different thing. I think it really depends on the class. Because, like, like, for my class, the biggest thing is, like, we're all trying to get to that level where it's just, like, we want to be, you know, the new biggest thing. You know what I mean? Where it's, like, you know, like, my producer, um, also shout out 313 Productions. Look them up. They're really good. Um, but I wish you just used Sound of Hope recordings. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you know, it was, like, the biggest thing with us is we were always, like, trying to grind be the best, like, you know, whatever. But all of us fully realized, like, we need to take a break because it's, like, you know, we can't do this forever. Because, I mean, even spring break, like, there was once, once out of the entire time that we were there, we, like, had this impromptu jam session all of a sudden. It was, like, it was really weird, but it was, like, we just decided to do it. And then literally after that, we were, like, okay, I want to even do this for the next, like, four days. And we just, yeah. we didn't. Like, you know, so, I mean, it was kind of like that, but I mean, one of the things, cause I've heard is like, you know, you very much have to be like ingrained in it. Like you need to live and breathe music. Like if you come in here, it's like, you really need to be like, this is what you're going to do. And you come here knowing that it's going to be literally music day in, day out for the next four years of life. And not about that. It's not. It's not that you shouldn't go here. It's just like you need to be prepared for what you're walking into. You know what I mean? Yes, yeah, and I think at the time I would not have been able to just because I'm like, my I was a whole different person two to three years ago or however long it was I had graduated. I mean, yeah. you knew me back then. So, yeah. like, I was a completely different person back then. And I don't think I would have been able to hang. Like, I think I would have went to New York and, like, I don't know. Who knows? I might have not even came home. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and that was the thing, too, because, like, I'm really glad that I didn't go, you know, as soon as I started college. It was just kind of like, because, I mean, knowing, knowing how I was, even, yeah, back then, like, I, there's no way I would have survived. Like, I would have freaked out and left, you know. It's like, and that's what happens. Like, you see it all the time with the first semester. It's like most people drop out of their first semester or their second semester or by the start of their, like, fifth semester usually just depending yeah, like their junior like the beginning of the junior year like when they hit that weed out class in the end of the sophomore not, year not even weed out class it's more like they hit that point where their careers are probably starting to take off so they can just leave you know what i mean because i mean uh, you know I, like, I, was, I was basing that off my mechanical engineering thing we, uh, we consider yeah. calc 2 which you should take like the end of your sophomore year or beginning of sophomore year we consider that the weed out class because it's so hard dude like yeah. it is the hard one of the hardest classes i've ever taken in my entire life like i still like i will wake up in cold sweat panics because like i would have a nightmare about calc 2 Jeez. yeah i mean it's not that bad but like it's definitely like there are some classes that are harder than others like but really the biggest thing is we have a graph like music theory pretty much all of it's really easy to be completely honest it's like you know a chord is a chord is a chord is a very is a slightly different version of the same chord but it's still that chord you know what i mean it's like there's yeah only how much you can do before it like starts it's, getting it's like, still a fifth it, you're using a different note for that fifth but it's still a fifth yeah i mean essentially it's like you know it's like you know even if you're doing it in an inversion you know it's still like okay but the chord is still this and you're just like yeah. okay yeah you know what i mean so which is nice it's just like Usually, like, the first few semesters, that's that's the weed-out class. It's like, you'll know, but within those first few semesters, like, can I hang or is this not even, you know? Because really, I think the biggest thing that Berkeley is, is, like, 
it it doesn't even give you a glimpse like it shows you what the real industry is like you know and it's like and if you can hang with it which is kind of my complaint about a lot of other music schools or not not even necessarily just music schools but schools with the music program is that they don't always show you what you need to actually know about what's going on because it's like you know i've heard tons of different people that are just like yeah man i went to school for music at this place but they didn't tell me this was going to happen or i didn't know this could happen or you know, my ass got sued the other day i didn't know they could sue me for this and it was like it, but i hear at berkeley it's like no, they'll let you know. It's like I wouldn't do that because you're going. This is going to happen to you, or like you shouldn't do this because this is going to happen to you. Or do this because this is a good opportunity to get you to that next level. You know what I mean? So it's like, literally, it's just like here. Here's your training ground, kind of, but you're going to be in the real world while you're working in the. It's like a safety net, if anything. Okay. Yeah. See, that's really know. cool because I mean, like, a lot of people. I mean, look at. Look at me. When I was 16 or whatever, I joined my first local band. Mm-hmm. I I just thought, I was like, this is going to be cool. My girlfriend thinks I'm hot because I'm playing in a band, da-da-da-da. Yeah. And, like, I didn't know anything about it. Like, we used, now I do, I'm like, okay, you can only use 30 seconds of another song or of an audio clip mm-hmm. before you're, like, it's considered copyright infringement. My first show right. with them, we used... Oh, well over a minute of Waka Flocka's like, I go hard into paint. I'm like, we could have got sued. <laughs> and like, it's just yeah, stuff like li- you have to learn the hard way unless, but which is good about Berkeley. Cause I mean, at least they tell you like, yo, don't do that unless you have two mil to shell out to some wannabe artist. Yeah, literally. And it's just like, okay, like, guess I'm not doing it. And honestly, if nothing else, it's, it's good for the connections. Cause like you will not make connections like, at Berkeley, like anywhere else, like you, just, yeah, you're just not going to. You know what I mean? It's, it's here's really, really because you're not necessarily learning certain things like core music things that you wouldn't learn at another conservatory or another music program. It's just more like you're learning definite things for like you know. Oh yeah, I went to I had like harmony too with you. Like yeah, oh, okay, yeah, you were this class or yeah, I went to five week together. Like let's go do something like, you know, let's go write a tune or whatever, make 500 bucks. You know, those like, it's kind of, it's really, really good for just making those friendships and making, making those relationships. Cause you're going to run into them like at some point, you know? Yeah, dude. It's what's really cool about Berkeley too. I mean, like God, who was it? Bruno Mars or something. He started at Berkeley. I mean, yeah, he didn't graduate. He dropped out, but I mean, yeah. Berkeley really is like one of those places where the next big thing can be, sitting right next to you and you wouldn't even know it. And then two years yeah. after that, and you're like, I had class, I had like harmony three with this kid or whatever. Yeah. But like, do you ever watch uh, the Eric Andre show? No, I, no. I saw one episode. I could not sit through it, dude. It was not my cup of tea. You know, same, same, but he's a first director. Like he played double bass. And I think, I don't remember if he dropped out or if he graduated, but yeah, he's, he's a Berkeley person dude he's an alumni yeah wow it's it's so funny like people um from like older classes and stuff like that they'll be like oh yeah i remember that guy like or the teachers like they'll be like yeah i remember eric andre and they're like what you know they're just like what that's so weird i i would have i would have went my whole life never knowing that dude yeah same i was like like because my roommates are like really into eric and 
they told me, and I was like, oh, shit, like, what? You know, like, he's a comedian, and they're like, oh, yeah, he was a double bass for the Well, I mean, he's, oh. he's a lower-tier comedian. <laughs> but, yeah, just, it was funny, and I was like, oh, shit, okay, you know. Yeah, that's really cool. A fun yeah. fact of the day for me. Yeah. So, you know, it's just, like, like networking possibilities, man. It's, like, they're everywhere. Yeah. I mean, I cut like, so the only thing with networking is, like, you have to, I don't know how to say this, like, you have to be really good with your people skills because you don't want to be that person who's like, hey, hey, Roman, buy my stuff. Or, hey, Roman, let me work with you. Let me work with you. Let me work with you. It's like, hey, I see you're working on this project. Um... I would kind of, I would like to work with you on it if you want. Um, here's my resume of stuff. But like, don't even bring it up that way though. Like, just have a normal conversation. If it comes up, it comes up. Type of thing. And yeah. then never like pester people about it either. That's one thing yeah. that I've always heard. It's just like, once you pester people, it turns them off. But if you mm -hmm. bring it up and they seem interested, run with it. If they don't, whatever send them an email two months later like yeah. just be like hey just checking in to see if you would actually need help on this because remember i we talked at so whatever place or whatever something like that yeah well that's a big thing too you know with live shows i mean one thing that i as far as network is, is concerned especially like i stress like talk to the people that come and see you because like a oh, you yeah. never know your next fan and it's like b you know just like you know, they're taking the time out of their day, you know, to come and see you do whatever, you know, on stage. it's like, the fact that they do that, like, you should be appreciative of that. No, it's like, go talk to them, because you never know. Like, you might meet your next connection off of someone in the crowd, you know, or you might meet your next biggest fan, you know, just sitting there in the front row, like, you know. Oh, yeah, I do. Like, so I never, like, actually made a connection with anyone who bought a ticket for me before, but... At every show, I would, I'd still, I, I made sure, it's like, hey, you spent $10 to come out and support me. Let, mm. Let's hang out for a little bit. And then I'd be like, hey, there's someone else who bought a ticket for me. I'm just going to go tell them hi and, you know, do what I did yeah. with you. And so, yeah. I mean, it was awesome because you make good friends that way at least, too. Yeah, and that's the thing, you know, that's really nice. You know, it's like, you know, budding friendships over, you know, because of a $10 ticket, you know. Yeah. Ten dollar ticket to see you put on a half hour thing that you call music. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I wish dude. you would have went to one of my shows. Like it was literally me climbing on stuff, jumping off, and like throwing my body like against the ground while screaming into a mic and like hitting my keyboard. Oh my god, that's so funny. That's I have so to funny. find a live video and send it to you, dude. Like you would laugh so hard because I just like, you know me. So you're just like, yeah, I know you're having the time of your life and all you're doing is throwing your body against something. <laughs> <laughs> so, cause like the first, um, pop punk show that I played, cause like that whole week, I played three shows that week. So it was like oh, starting God. on Saturday. So it was like, uh, Saturday I was playing with, um, <clears throat> a hip hop group. Um, literally Tuesday I had a, another gig with a singer-songwriter, and then the next day I had the pop-punk group. And so, like, by the time everything was done, 
everyone was like half naked in the band. It was so funny. Like drummer shirt was off, guitarist pants were off, lead vocals, you know, same thing. I was just like, this is great. Like, dude, everyone was okay. having fun. I think only my band, like my old bandmates, know this because I think on Matt, you remember Matt, right? Yeah, yeah. So on his old phone, yeah. there's a picture of me. And it was at practice. I stripped down to nothing but my underwear and chased him around while we were both singing and playing on time still. Oh my god, that's so funny. Yeah, like, we were running around his dad's, like, work garage. Like, I could have, like, easily got a nail up my foot or something like that. But, like, yeah. it was so hot in there, I remember. Like, I literally, I stripped down to nothing but my underwear and, like, started chasing him around while he was, like, still playing on time. And, like, we'd pick up the <laughs> mic and singing on time still. And then, like, we'd start running again. It was perfect. Dude, this is so funny. There was one time last semester, because um, we used to rehearse in, like, the practice rooms that were in the dorms. And so uh -huh. we had this one relatively small ensemble practice room. Like, we used to go there, and that's where we'd have rehearsals last semester. And I remember there was just one, it was, like, disgustingly hot. Like, I don't know what happened. It was just, like, someone turned the heater on, and it was already towards the end of winter, and it was starting to get hot anyways. And so it was oh, just, God. like, burning that room. And we had, like, eight people in there, I think. Seven or eight people in there. And so, like, one of my friends came down real quick. I forget what she was doing, but, like, she literally just saw eight, like, nasty, sweaty men, like, half-naked, sweaty men, just playing. <laughs> and she was like, what the hell is going on? And we were like, it's hot. So hot. It was so funny. Like, yeah. Oh, my God, that's hilarious. It was so funny, dude. We were just like, ah, yeah, we do this. Dude, you gotta do whatever you gotta do. Yeah. <laughs> so... I mean, now that I say that, my first show with Kairos, it was, we opened for Traders, mm -hmm. uh, which is a beatdown band. And so I got all the way to downtown in Albuquerque. I was at the mm -hmm. venue, like I picked up Matt, or Matt picked me up. No, I picked Matt up because we took my car and we went up there and I had all my gear and... I left my interface at home. I realized that like it was loading. I just emptied out everything. I was like, and we had been up there for like a good 10 minutes or something. And I was like, yeah. I already unloaded all my stuff. And all of a sudden I snapped because I think our guitarist, he came up to me. He's like, Hey, Albie, did you bring your interface? I don't see it. And I was like, Oh crap. Cause the way that my setup brand was my keyboard went into my interface, which went into my laptop to control my sound. But right. my interface got sent to the front of house, so that could play uh, through the speakers. And yeah. I'd forgot that at my first show ever. I made it from downtown Albuquerque to Las Lunas and back to the venue in twenty minutes. Holy like, shit. I dude, I flew to my house, ran in, and my cousin was living at, with us at the time, and like mm -hmm. I opened the door and like threw her out of the way because like I was just pounding on the door because I left the keys running in the car so I could just run back. Threw yeah. her out of the way. Ran, grabbed my interface, and just took off without saying a word. <laughs> man. I, mean, I mean, you got to do what you got to do to make it to a show, man. Yeah, really. Oh, man, that's funny. I mean, but, like, I'm think about... I had, like, had, like, a crazy thing happened yet where I've been, like, had to run and, like, just to make it or anything, but, like, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for some shit to go down. Dude, it was... I look back at that moment and like, I have to think how fast I was going. Cause I mean, it's a 30 mile drive, 30 minute drive essentially. 
And yeah. I made it from there back to my house in Los Angeles and back to the venue all within 20 minutes. Yeah, I mean... Like, how fast a, was I going, dude? That's craziness, man. I'm amazed I didn't get pulled over, dude. Yeah. Because, I mean, no, I, I know, feel- like, that was aggressive driving, too. Yeah. No, that's crazy. But, I mean, you made it. Yeah, I made it. The show went off great. It was a blast. There's a video of me jumping around in Millennium Falcon shirt. It's so funny. Oh, man. Like, I've been watching, like, a lot of those videos. I'm like, I kind of miss playing shows. And I think about it. I was like, do I really want to wake up early the next day and show up to, like, school and then work until 7 o'clock at night? Not really. Yeah. It was like, nah, you're good. Yeah, I was like, I miss it. I miss, like, all, like, the cool hangouts and stuff. But I don't mm. miss the waking up early and staying up late. I'm too old for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only 21, and I live like I'm 35, dude. Dude, you know what, though? It, like, it literally happens. Because, like, when I was uh, last semester, because, like, we had bunk beds. And when I was living in the dorms and, like, I had the top bunk, literally every morning I'd get up and my back would hurt. And I'd be like, fuck, like. I feel like an old man right now. Like I'd be walking, like trying to go take a shower, and be like, "Oh man, this sucks!" Like, and yeah, I, and dude, I went like, at it like four. You know, it was it was ridiculous. Literally, like as soon as six o'clock hits, I'm like, like I'm literally like an old man. I'm like six o'clock hits, where's my dinner? I like it's already late. I have to go shower and get to bed already. Yeah, it's like everything changes. Like when you're that, like as soon as you hit twenty, it's just weird. Dude, I don't, I see, I don't even know if it's that or if, like, I just, like, I had enough of, like, going out and just playing all those shows that ended up killing me type of thing where it's, like, okay, that's really, why is my face, okay, real quick, I had my Xbox on and, like, the TV's on mute and all of a sudden, like, it went, like, my control's over there, it's turned off and my Xbox, like, turned on YouTube and it's playing some video of a YouTuber I don't even follow. That's weird. Well, because, like, I saw it, and I was like, what's going on? The fuck? Like, <laughs> my, my phone's right here. I'm not controlling it, so I'm really confused. Oh, God, I'm scared. Oh. Hey, give me a second. I'm going to turn this off. Okay. Oh, man, this is what I get for watching so many exorcism movies. <laughs> and, like, the only reason my Xbox was on was because I ended up getting the new Assassin's Creed game today, and I was playing that, and then I think that's why I didn't see your message saying you were ready. I mean, Assassin's Creed, though. Dude, this is the first good, like, I've only, I'm only, like, two hours deep in it, but it's the, like, first good game since Black Flag. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, that. that was... I think it's because they actually took longer than, a, like, a year to make it. <laughs> well, it just looks good, because, like, I saw playthroughs at, was it E3, I think? Yeah. Yeah, E3, and they were just, like, they were cool. They were killing it. I was like, yeah, yeah, I want to get that. Well, dude, what was it? Unity, it was, like, the first uh, game that they released on the new consoles for, like, PS4, Xbox One. Mm-hmm. I ended up... I ended up pre-ordering it, so, like, I got it the day it came out, 
and oh, it broke, dude. It like it like all the servers were down. It crashed. They actually they they gave the season pass out for free because the whole game crashed on launch day. Oh, that's crazy. I don't even know that. Yeah, dude, it was so bad. Like after Black Flag, it just went downhill cuz like, hey, we're seeing success. Let's release the game every year. Yeah. And so like they released a broken game and had to give out a free season pass because it was broken on launch. Jeez. That was crazy. So, oh God, we, I feel like we've just been catching up and we haven't even talked music. Oh, God. I'm a terrible host. Um, so what what has been going on besides, like, school and stuff? Uh, what's in the works for you musically? Uh, musically, we're... Well, I finished writing an EP over the summer, so we plan on recording that very soon. Um, we're calling it Sketches, and essentially all it is is, like, a... Um, just kind of an idea of what it'd be like maybe going through an artist's, um, you know, doing things from an artist's point of view. It's like, you know, just the days that maybe your paintings just aren't coming out the way you want them to, or maybe they're coming out really good, but they're aggressive or, you know, just kind of different, um, different kind of things. It's a, it's a heavier, um, project. It definitely leans more to, um, a rock, rock, jazz fusion kind of deal so it's it's a little bit more of that but um yeah we don't we don't really have a release date or anything like that but um yeah that'll that'll definitely be in the works um and really as far as my band goes we have a show march 16th um at uh berkeley venue so we'll be doing that um you know on top of any other shows that we can get for um next semester but you know, as far as my band goes, that's that's really about it for right now. Nice. Um, I'm really excited to hear that EP though. Sketches, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm actually yeah. really excited to hear that, like a hybrid fusion of jazz and rock. Because I like, yeah. I assume it's not like really heavy rock either. It's kind of like dad rock kind of stuff. Not really. There's. There's some. You'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. It's um. It's definitely a a move away from the typical kind of like, you know, lighter jazz things. Like you can tell this is jazz, but you know you can hear the elements of anything. It's more like you can tell this is something else, and you can kind of hear the little bit of jazz that's in it. Like ooh, which is a big deal. Like I didn't. I don't want to be. I feel like one of the the things with with jazz now especially or at least jazz musicians is kind of like you know this thing where they've been like you know jazz is dying jazz is dying and it's like it's not dying it's just evolving you, know like you I mean? gotta get with the times it's not dying it's yeah. changing yeah no, it's just changing you know what i mean it's like you know you look at christian scott what he's doing with stretch music and i mean that's basically jazz and trap you know what i mean and it huh. sounds cool but it's like my stuff is more jazz and rock Dude, you know but- Let's Change step it. it up a notch and let's do like jazz and metalcore. Dude, you know, I'd be down. Honestly. Dude, let's do what? it. Like not even joking, down. like let's collab online and just like let's write a jazz metalcore song. Dude, that'd be lit. Like, you know, cuz uh, you know, one of the big things too is like I want to hear different sounds, you know. It's like things that have been done have been done, you know what I mean? It's like how many times can we keep playing the same jazz standards out of the real book, you know? It's like do 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 
just like, you know, I don't want to hear like any more of just anything, you know, it's like, let's just yeah. do something else, you know? So, and especially that's kind of like the, the, the driving force behind this band. Anyways, it's more, you know, like let's, let's do something that, you know, hasn't been done before, you know, let's, let's make, let's put instrumental music back on the map where people don't get bored, but they're like, yeah, this is Dude. cool. Like, if you're yeah. if you like want to hear a really good instrumental artist, look up Jason Richardson. He's a really good guitarist. He released a solo album called I. I'm gonna send you mm-hmm. a link right now because I will yeah. forget to show you. It is the best like instrumental album I've heard in years. Like literally years. That's cool. Yeah, like, See, I always have to bring back like my roots. I'm like, yeah, jet metalcore, because that you're the first jazz artist. I don't know what to talk about jazz. I'm just excited <laughs> that we're talking again. Yeah, that's so funny, dude. I just think it's so crazy. Like, we both had a similar start with music, and I mean, you kind of stuck with that more traditional sense of music, and I went completely like opposite of it. Like, yo, I'm gonna your dynamics i need it all duct tape loud yeah. and you know make my eardrums bleed yeah well that's the thing dude like that's what i like as far as music is concerned like i don't like that dainty you know like just that little light you know fluffy kind of thing it's like no like i want that in your face like hardcore kind of sound like you know something I think you can the jam- only piece that i really like had fun playing was copenhagen like oh do you remember that like that timpani piece like or like it just like the opening i think middle and end you end up having to get to like five forte so i don't even know how you would say that but it was the five forte one and like i at the competition tito had just uh changed our timpani heads and Mm -hmm. i got so high because of strong was like i need you to just like i know you always hit the timpani hard and loud do it a thousand times harder than what you do and Mm -hmm. my mallet on the last hit of that song went straight through the timpani head. Like my hand was like stuck in the timpani for a second. I was like, we just changed like these a thousand dollar heads. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> but like I was jumping up and down like, go, 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 go. Oh man, that's funny. Wasn't that, um, fanfare for the common man? I don't, I just remember it was like called coat. Like the main part was Copenhagen. And then like it had a subtitle, uh, um, uh, under the title like in parentheses I don't remember what it's called I just remember like the big one that caught the name of it was Copenhagen it's so funny it's so like, cause funny. I would always make fun of Elliot for it I was like hey dude you chew Copenhagen I'm playing Copenhagen like I was so stupid about it that's it's the so only reason I heard and like I remember the name of it yeah oh man that's hilarious but yeah no just music so much music Dude, it's just, it's a nightmare, but it's so much fun. Yeah, man, that's the thing. Like, you know, I, I'm so excited for our first show. Like, uh, you know, I I, I want to have our audience just loving all of it, you know, just coming to, you know, hear craziness happen. Just promise me, never empty your spit valve on a person. Yeah, we'll not do that. <laughs> Dude, I've seen so many local bands think it's so cool, like, spit in the air, and, like, I will see it land on someone. I'm like, Yeah, no, just 
Ah, oh, God. Yeah, no. I'm like, it's... okay, I, I can get I was like, uh, it, it can look cool sometimes, but I'm like, like, take into account, you know, wind velocity, the angle, like, think about your cosine and your sine and your, just like, think about everything. It is arcing and it's going to land on that girl sitting in front of you that paid $10 to see you play and you're yeah. spitting on her. Yeah, like you spit on a fan, like, that's okay. Yeah, no. Yeah, so I was like, I don't want you to, like, get into it and, like, go and blow out your spit valve mid-song and it just, like, hit someone in the face. Uh, uh. <laughs> just projectile. Dude, they'll just be, like, the, like Dragon Ball Z style, just, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Just, like, shaking in their boots. Right. Oh, man. Yeah, no, that'll be, it'll be a cool, it'll be a cool show. It'll definitely be a cool show. Honestly, one thing that you should try and do, because I would love to see you play, but unfortunately, I'm I'm poor. I'm a college student. I can't fly out to New York to go see you. Uh, yeah. You should try and live stream it. Like, get someone uh, with a really good camera that can live stream and get capture front of house audio. Mm-hmm. And yeah, actually, I, stream it up on some Facebook. We have that option, actually. Berkeley offers things like that. So, like, it comes with the... Um, like the whole package deal since you're playing it at the their venue like mm -hmm. they'll live stream it if you want so like i'm definitely going to be doing that because like Dude, i want let me know because i will i will literally like cancel all my plans that night come home set it up on my tv and just watch and be like yeah robin wow yeah dude i'll let you know i'll let you know like i'm gonna start you know promoting and stuff like that trying to get all the all the dice rolling for it and stuff like that but just it's gonna be a great time It'll, you know and i think everyone will have fun that'll hopefully be there and everything like that so yeah yeah and like definitely if you really do decide to live stream let me know i will even share that on my page i'll start share it on the podcast page sweet yeah yeah no i i definitely want to live stream it for sure and i mean it'll be a free concert too which is cool so i mean like you know free music and live streams and whatever you know so yeah, it'll it'll be a good night. It'll be a good night. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, dude, I'm really hyped for you. I'm really glad. I mean, like I said, we haven't like heard each other's voices in so long. I'm just really happy to see that you're doing well, that yeah. everything is going so well for you. I'm really happy. Yeah, man, you too. Like, you know, I'm I'm glad I'm glad we got to connect again through music, man. Like that's that's cool. <laughs> I mean, like, the whole reason we even became friends, and now it's just, like, it's still the glue in our foundation here. Yeah. Yeah. And like, honestly, so like, I'm so happy I saw your sister that day, too, because it was, like, you know, you, me, and her, like, it was the closest of friendships. And just seeing yeah. her, and it's, like, literally, like, I thought it would be weird, because, like, we haven't talked in almost two years, and it yes. was really picking up, like, wherever we left off, like, as if I just said bye at your graduation party. Yeah, dude, literally, it was just like, you know, it's nice. I mean, we have that bond now, so it's just like, yeah. yeah. I'm like, I will always consider you guys family. Like, the shirt your mom, well, that you and you guys and your mom got me for graduation, the ones like algorithms and um, I forgot what the second part was, but like the music, like a reference to music, I still wear that shirt like once a week. Oh my God, that's awesome. That is so awesome. Yeah, every time I see it, I'm just like, you know what? family got me this shirt and i will put it on with pride <laughs> and everyone's like that's funny i was like no it's not it's serious <laughs> like, this is not a joke this is my life oh my god it's so funny <laughs> yeah no it's, it's great man like you know 
God, I can't believe I can't actually believe it's been that long because it, it literally doesn't feel like we haven't talked in that long. Like, dude, right? Like, but if you think about it, the last time we physically talked to each other was your graduation party. Yeah, literally, and that was like, was that like three years ago? Two or three years ago now? Like, well, I graduated in fourteen, so you guys had yeah. to graduate in fifteen. So two yeah. years ago, yeah. Yeah, two years ago. Man, that's crazy. It's wild. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, those times. Just let me know when you're back in town, dude, because we have to get together, have a drink or something together. Yeah, yeah, I'll let you know, because I can go to a bar now, which is kind of cool, but yeah. yeah. There, yeah. There's one right next to uh, UNM, which is actually kind of cheap, so. That's it. Yeah, let's go. Be fun. Yeah, no, good time. Um, so before we wrap up the episode, is there any other plugs that you want to get out of your system? I mean, I think you already plugged everything, but if you have any others, feel free to spit them out. Yeah, I think uh, I think I'm good. Just yeah, everybody on Facebook, go like uh, Roman G and the Odyssey, like our page. Go like Through and Three Productions. Go like Alvy Singh because he's doing amazing work. Um, Aww. Go listen to the Hannahs because they're really good. Uh, go listen to Bad Good because they're also amazing. Um, yeah, and if you're in the eastern half of the country, New York, Boston, New Jersey type area, come come to Boston. Come see us. Make it happen. Nice. Yeah. Well, um, usually um... – I play a song at the end of the episode of the art that the artist wrote, mixed, produced, whatever. As long as it's the artist that I have on the show. Uh, is there a song that you want me to play uh, that you yeah. did or anything like that? Um, introducing Act One is our single that we have out. It's on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. Um, yeah, that'd be great if you could play that. Yeah, dude, of course. Alrighty, but, yeah. so um, we will be playing... Introduced to Act One by the I forgot already forgot the name change. Roman and Roman G the and Odyssey? the Odyssey. Yeah. Okay, Roman and G and the Odyssey. And here we go. Mm-hmm.